From Press Communications, LLC, this is Jersey Shore Matters with Diane D'Oliveira. The annual music festival Light of Day Winterfest is back this January with performances throughout the month at venues in New Jersey and New York and will culminate with the main event Bob's Birthday Bash at the Count Basie in Red Bank on the 20th, all to raise money for three important causes. Joining me today to talk about the 2024 lineup and the purpose behind it is Light of Day Winterfest Executive Director Tony Pellegrosi. Welcome back to the show, Tony. Thank you, Diane. Nice to be here. Is this your 24th year? Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a good thing and a not so good thing. But, uh, we're still here after 24 years. We were hoping not to have to be, but unfortunately, uh, we still have a fight to fight. Yeah. We're, we're here doing it. Before we get into all of the amazing acts you have lined up, I want to start by talking about how the idea for the event started and how much you've been able to accomplish by bringing people together through music. So how did this all get started? Well, essentially it got started when a dear friend of a number of people who are on the board, now and myself, um, Bob Benjamin was diagnosed in 1997 with early onset Parkinson's disease. He was in his early 30s. Um, and uh, we threw a birthday party for him in Red Bank, uh, actually in 1998, uh, just to pick up his spirits. Uh, it was soon after the diagnosis. And uh, we ended up passing the hat and collecting about $2,000 and donating it to the Parkinson's Disease Foundation in New York City because they'd been very helpful uh, kind of guiding him through the initial, initial stages of dealing with uh, Parkinson's. And uh, kind of that's how it got going. We skipped a year, and then uh, we came back in 2000, and that's when it officially became the Light of Day Foundation, um, thanks to the uh, approval of uh, the Bruce Springsteen organization allowing us to use the, the name of that song as the name of our organization. Tony, uh, you mentioned about how this all got started with Parkinson's helping them, but you also help two other causes as well in doing these events. Yeah, um, the two other uh, diseases that we raise money uh, for, uh, for research and for daily care um, are PSP, progressive supranuclear palsy, which is a fairly rare disease. About 20,000 Americans um, are dealing with that. Um, and uh, the other disease is a little better known. It's uh, ALS, commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And there are about 30, 35 millions American, uh, million Americans who deal with ALS. And um, they're, they're known as uh, they're Parkinson-isms. Uh, they're not exactly like Parkinson's, but they have similar traits. Um, and, they, and researchers think they also have similar um, clinical, um, clinical realities. This is about your 24th year now. What is this year's goal? What's the total to date also that you've been able to raise over the, the 24 years? Well, we've raised uh, about six and a half million dollars over those 24 years. And it's really, you know, it's uh, all because of the awesome power of music and the dedication of uh, the supporters and sponsors that have been with us, many from the beginning. Um, music is a very healing thing. It's a very healing part of uh, human existence. And uh, we found that... Uh, 
what we bring to the table that uh, most other charity organizations don't is our connection to the music business. Um, I was a concert promoter for 35 years. I was also a trumpet player with Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Bob Benjamin was a band manager. A number of people around the board are musicians. So we've, you know, we're, we're raising money from non-traditional sources with a non-traditional way of doing it, which is a series of concerts, not just here in the United States in January that, that are coming up, but also in Europe and Canada and uh, before COVID in Australia as well. What a huge undertaking. I, I know you said it's, it's good and bad that you're still doing this, uh, but I, I can only imagine the amount of work and preparation and planning that goes into this every year. Well, if you saw my office, you'd really feel badly for me. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a mess right now because, I mean, we're dealing with over 600 musicians for Winterfest in 16 venues in six cities. Uh, we expect approximately 8,000 people to participate between all of the 33 events that are going to occur within a 16-day period from January 12th to the 21st. That's uh, pretty incredible. This year. Yeah, it's crazy. The shows, as we mentioned, the ones that are here in New Jersey take place at venues in Asbury Park, Red Bank Deal, Montclair, and then you have some in New York. Who's new in the lineup for Light of Day Winterfest 2024, and which bands or uh, performers are returning? Well, you know, Willie Nile, Joe Grishecki and the House Rockers, James Maddock, um, they've been with us for a long, long time. They're, of course, returning. Uh, William's Honor is a relatively, uh, well, actually not that new a participant in light of day. Um, they, they, of course, are returning um, Lisa Bouchel in the blue. Um, this year, Max Weinberg and his jukebox are the headline show at the Count Basie on January 20th. And there we have a cavalcade of stars we have Low Cut Connie, we have Willie Nile, we have Joker Shecky and the House Rockers, we have Drama Rama, um, we have uh, Adam Ezra, James Maddock. I mean, the list goes on. There are nine bands and eight acoustic uh, performers. So 17 artists uh, with, for a total of, I don't know, you know, 50 people are going to be on stage that night at the Count Basie on the 20th of January. Stone Pony. Um, on the 19th is a big show. That's uh, it's our Asbury Angel show, where we honor uh, folks who have been a part of the Asbury music scene, actually from the founding of the city. Um, and uh, it's also uh, a great uh, New Jersey band, The Weaklings. It's their uh, record release party. Um, Drama Rama will be playing there. Great young artist, Raspberry Park, Joe P. Well, actually has a song on Spotify that has over 35 million streams. Um, and uh, that's going to be one heck of a party that night. Um, and like I said, uh, in Asbury alone, there are about 25 events in a five-day period. Uh, then you have uh, the Outpost in the Burbs in Montclair. You have City Winery in New York City. You have the Penguin Rep Theater in Stony Point, New York. And uh, it just it just doesn't stop till it does. I mean, we kick off on January 12th with Tusk and Taylor Simon King at the Count Basie Theater. And we end on the 28th of January in Stony Point. So 
come along for the ride. It's it's a gas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds really exciting. Uh, before I get into, you know, how the tickets work and things like that, I just want to remind our audience, this is Jersey Shore Matters. I'm your host, Diane D'Oliveira, and I am speaking with Tony Pellegrosi, the Executive Director of Light of Day Winterfest 2024. And I, I'm sure you mentioned there are some newer artists that are coming up. That must be really exciting for them to get involved in this, to be with, you know, people who have been around the music scene, uh, not only in Asbury, but in the New Jersey area for so many years. Uh, what a way to, you know, get their career launched or, you know, just known their name out there. What happens uh, if a new artist wants to get involved? Do you have like a whole process for that? Or, uh, you know, are you selective about who you let into the these performances? Well, it, it's not. Uh, I, I, I wish it were that. Uh that's formalized, but it's not really, uh, we're, you know, we're kind of, uh, we've been doing this by the seat of our pants for 24 years and <laughs> we haven't changed, <laughs> but you know, again, we're, we're all in, uh, in, in one form or another in the music business. So we're aware of who's coming up and who kind of fits uh, our programming, but it's quite diverse. We've always always uh, included a lot of younger artists. I mean, Asbury Park is such a fertile scene for for music and for upcoming artists. Um, so it's it, you know it's actually it's our pleasure to be able to give uh, new young artists who are you know who are really saying something a platform. And uh, and the older artists, the artists who have been around, inspire them. And quite frankly, the younger artists uh, kind of light a fire under some of the older artists at times, you know, uh, yeah. and remind them of why they started doing it in the first place. So it's a, it's a great relationship. And uh, again, the community in Asbury Park is second to none. How do the tickets work, Tony? Do you purchase them individually for specific venues or shows, or can you get a pass to, to see multiple performances? Yeah, um, we have... Basically, uh, our fest pass, as we call it, uh, gets you in, gives you, gets you a reserve seat at the Count Basie Theater for the January 20th Bob's Birthday Bash event, which is what we call the main event. And it also gets you into all of the other Asbury Park, Deal, and Red Bank events, um, capacity permitting, of course, um, like any other festival. And uh, that's one way you can purchase tickets. The other way is essentially uh, a la carte. Um, you can buy a ticket for the Basie, or you can and, and and or buy the ticket, buy a ticket for any of the other um, or all of the other events that are going on. That's up to you. So it's either you buy a fest pass or you purchase tickets a la carte. And what's the cost range for the tickets? Uh, essentially. For the main event, um, depending on the type of ticket you purchase, it ranges from eighty nine fifty to four hundred and twenty five dollars plus fees. Um, and again, uh, just so everyone knows, these tickets are available uh, through our website, which is lightofday.org, or you can go straight to Ticketmaster and look up Light of Day, and uh, you'll find most of the shows there. Some of the shows, like the Clunes, have their own, have their own proprietary ticketing system, so you'd have to go to those venues. Or the the best way to do it is just to go to our website, lightofdate.org, and uh, source tickets from that point. 
Tony, what else do you want people to know about the Light of Day Foundation or Winterfest 2024 that we left out? Well, I just want to reiterate that over a million people are, uh, and their families and friends, and we can't forget them, are dealing with Parkinson's disease in the United States alone. Um, Over 100,000 people are diagnosed uh, with Parkinson's ALS or PSP yearly. And, uh, and it's, uh, and it's increasing. Uh, we're not sure why, but it is increasing. Uh, and they're very debilitating diseases. Um, a lot of attention and care, uh, needs to be given to people who are suffering from these diseases. Um, so, you know, uh, like I always say, uh, to the audiences that I'm speaking to at any light of day, I say, well, I hope I don't see you next year which means that we've defeated Parkinson's ALS and PSP. But as I said earlier, unfortunately, that's not the case. And 24 years later, here we are hoping against hope that someday um, the complexities of these neurodegenerative diseases be figured out. And uh, I think when they figure out one of them, that's going to be a big inroad to figuring out all of them. That's what I want people to remember, and that's why we do this. Tony, you know, it's amazing and incredible that you do do this, and I'm sure the families of those who are suffering from these three things appreciate that. When these donations are made and you donate directly for these uh, causes, does the money go for research into finding a cure directly? How are the funds spent that you donate? Well, because we're a very small organization with uh, well, thanks to Bruce Springsteen with a fairly large footprint. Um, we partner with organizations that are bigger than we are. Uh, for instance, the Parkinson's Foundation, uh, which is the oldest Parkinson's uh, charity organization in the country that was founded in 1951. Uh, we partner with Cure PSP, which is the only PSP um, charity organization in the country. And, uh, we partner with Joan Dancy and Pals uh, in regards to ALS, and they're a Monmouth County-based uh, organization that helps families and uh, and uh, who deal with um, ALS patients at home. And um, they were they were founded by Terry McGovern uh, in honor of his girlfriend Joan Dancy, uh, who passed away from Parkinson's about 15 years ago. Um, but Terry McGovern was Bruce Springsteen's right-hand guy for almost 40 years before Terry passed away. And um, there's, a, there's a real connection to Bruce because some of us, including myself, have toured with him. Um, uh, Joe Grishecki, for instance, has written songs with Bruce, and Bruce produced one of Joe's albums, and they're actually friends. And, um, and we've all uh, come together in one way or another musically because of Bruce's success. And, uh, you know, we've all been in the scene for a long time. And, you know, that's, uh, again, you know, we, we hope that someday we don't have to do this anymore. Well, I hope so, too. But we also love attending these concerts and uh, the, going to the performances. Thank you for everything that you're doing. I wish you the best of luck for another successful Winterfest. Tony Pellegrosi, Executive Director of the Light of Day Foundation Winterfest 2024. Thank you so much and Happy New Year. Thank you, Diane. I really appreciate your support and your station support. And uh, 
Hopefully, we don't have to do this again next year. <laughs> you can hear Jersey Shore Matters with Diane D'Alevera every Sunday morning on Press Communications, LLC.